it's Heidi Sawyer. I had an amazing opportunity to spend some evening sessions with a group of extremely motivated, intuitive, sensitive people. These are people who are driven to understand the deeper meaning and purpose of their life. During these sessions, I took them along a seven-step proven path that I have walked myself and helped many others do the same. That I've done with incredible results. I'm sorry you couldn't be there, but I hope this is the next best thing. These are excerpts from the live events. Here they are. Enjoy, and I hope more importantly that you do something with them for your life moving forward. Thank you for listening. So this is the five stages. So I'm just going to literally, you know, go through them really quite quickly because um, we've got lots of other things to do. Uh, but it gives you an insight and a, an awareness of what you're working with, okay, in order to to rebuild your vase, but also choosing um, your glass. Because the parts that you're replacing with the glass become something that's exciting because you get to choose what you put in there. Okay. So the first part to mind management is resistance, okay? Resistance, our resistance to something is particularly aggressive when we feel that there is something about to change um, over which we, there is no control, where we don't have control over it, something that's about to change, okay? So that is when our resistance is at its highest state okay now normally um, people kind of um, push against or or feel embarrassed by um, their resistance okay it's a it's a way of protecting or circling the vase <coughs> bringing something um, to our conscious awareness is associated with pain okay so when we uh, there's a resistance because we think, well, if I bring this to my conscious awareness, it's somehow going to be painful. So best to avoid it and push it to one side, resist it. So when pain comes up, what do we do? We go through the circling of the protection of the porcelain vase. Mm -hmm. So we go into rejecting it. We try and do things that desperately to keep things the same, even if we know it's not good for us. Okay. And it is something that is programmed into our brain as a way of doing things. It, it, it's it's a, an accurate kind of survival instinct because it used to be relevant. Okay, It used to be relevant when we didn't have everything, our basic needs um, attended to. Now we have that in society. So guess what's happening now? We're being forced to break through this. Okay, this is why all these things keep coming up into your um, life or awareness that, that feel like a, you know, a huge challenge to overcome. And then it doesn't mean, doesn't mean to say that it's something in your external world. It feels like an internal thing that's happening. And it's outside of your control quite often. Okay. Why do we want to keep things safe? Well, they will keep things the same. It's to avoid psychological pain. Okay, because um, with change, there is an association that there will be some kind of psychological pain. 
Okay. So the mind management tip on this first one, so number one, is for you to accept, and for those of you who know, know me well, <laughs> that psychological pain is the beginning of transformation. Okay, so rather than see it as a failing, that there's a lament over your smashed vase, it's actually, ah, oh, okay, this is the beginning of a transformation. I may not understand the outcome yet, but it is the beginning of something that's exciting. Okay. Now, personally, I would say that um, much of my world changed pr pretty much overnight. Um, the moment that I accepted that passing through psychological pain was something um, to take as a line of transformation rather than something that symbolized pain. And to be absolutely honest, I would say that I had probably got to the, towards the end of um, a, a viewpoint which was, well, I, think, I don't think the, the world can become more painful. <laughs> so best I accept something that, that is to do with, with change. Okay? And that was a long time ago. Um, and I would say it was probably the best decision I ever made. Okay, so uh, say, um, mind management tip number one is to accept that psychological pain is the beginning of a transformation, okay, rather than the end of your world. Who feels that they're going through something at the moment that's bringing up psychological pain? Okay, does that help? So number two is denial, okay. Why do we deny something? Um, well, it's the clinging desperately to what we know. Okay, that's pretty much what denial is. And uh, in order for something to change, we have to first acknowledge it. Okay, we have to acknowledge that the um, that there is something there before it can change. Okay. So uh, to use something as an example, people ask me, they say, oh, why haven't I got a relationship in my life? I'm a nice person, blah, blah, blah. I'm just using that as an example. Um, well, there will be a component within their mind management that is around denial. Okay, does that make sense? And it will be something um, that they're clinging desperately to that is an energy of something that they know. So that could be something that's conscious or it could be something that's unconscious that they need to bring into their conscious awareness. And it may well be that um, their view of love or, or the instruction in their psyche is that love is being alone. So in order to change that, you have to then become aware that um, you have something imprinted in there that says that love means being alone so that you are loved because you're alone does that make sense i'm not saying i'm just using that as an example so in order for that to change there has to be an acknowledgement that there is an issue within that rather than that there's no decent people out there i hear all the time women say to me there's no decent men and i hear men saying to me there's no decent women i say Hello, I think you need to meet. 
So, mind management tip number two. Feel the pain for an honest acknowledgement of what has hurt. Okay? So, if you want something to change, you need to have an honest acknowledgement of what has hurt. Okay? Because sometimes we know what has hurt, but because it hurts, we don't want to feel it. And an honest acknowledgement allows us to move to the next stage. Okay? So number three, what's number three? Number three is frustration. Okay? So how does frustration come into the mix? Well, frustration happens when we're stuck between what it is that we, what we know and what it is we wish to understand but is yet unexplored. Okay? What is yet to be ex- explored. So the frustration surfaces when we're stuck between two, two places, where there is a feeling of a, of a suspended state. When we're leaving one vibration, for instance, and entering a new one, there's a level of frustration in between. Who feels that they're in frustration at the moment in their life? Okay. So your, your, trans, your transition is happening between one vibration and the next. And so it's surfacing the frustration. Okay? Frustration is normal part of that development cycle. Now, what happens is that people associate frustration as a shameful emotion. Okay, so rather than let yourself feel frustrated, you push the emotion to one side. Okay? The way through it is to feel full on that level of frustration. And sometimes that means, you know, kind of throwing your toys out the pram. And things. What do children do as part of a development aspect? They throw tantrums. And if you know my two, they can really throw some. And um, I find it quite amusing um, because it's a full expression. Now, many of you in this room will perhaps not have been allowed a full expression in your early foundations that it was, it was contained, it was shut down, it wasn't something that you were allowed, even though it's part of a normal part of your development. So therefore, your internal world associates frustration as something that's shameful, rather than an indication that you're moving from one thing to something else. Okay? So it's been programmed as something that's inappropriate, when frustration is exactly appropriate. Okay? It's something that um, <coughs> symbolizes our adjustment from one thing to something else. Okay? And it's a suspended state in between. That's why children go through it. It's part of their development cycle. Okay? So it's something um, that is it's a prelude to breakthrough. Okay? But that breakthrough remains bottled inside and when something builds as being bottled inside it starts to cause stress okay so my management tip number three is to accept frustration as a gift to propel breakthrough okay if you are currently experiencing it as something that feels shameful as in you're not allowed an expression of your frustration then 
Um, the way that you access that, in fact, I think we might do that in a moment. Who, who feels that, that something is really frustrating? Put your hands up. Come on, put them up so I can actually see them. Okay. Okay, who thinks or suspects that they, they might see frustration as something that's shameful? Okay, put your hands up so I can see them rather than be, sh- you know, going, Whoa. Okay. Who thinks that perhaps when you feel frustration, you can feel your internal world sort of pulling back from it? Okay, who feels that? And that you kind of go into your headspace. Okay, so think of something right now that you have felt frustrated by, whether it's something that's very present or something that really got you goat at some point or another. Yeah? As you allow yourself to feel it, you can feel it in the initial stages, yeah? And then it starts backing off as soon as I say, express it. Okay, can you feel it retreating? That it sort of whips back inside and it whips back into the back of the solar plexus. Okay, does that make sense, yeah? If you then now allow, or you try and, um, if it's not whipping into the back of the solar plexus, what you're doing is trying to make um, logic of it. So you're transferring it into the headspace, going, well, the reason for it is this, blah, 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 and there's someone over here that's really doing that. It's going, no, there is a logical reason for it. So they're sort of trying to remove themselves from it. Okay, I'm not sure who it is. It's someone over here. Right, oh, is it? So as you can feel it pushing back and pulling back, and, and it's going over here now as well. This is, someone's got it as a, as a, well, actually, quite a few of you have got it as a child self. So if you, um, <coughs> excuse me, imagine it as a child, for those of you who've got it, have a feel for how old you think that that child is that's pulling back. Most likely, it will probably be about between the ages of about seven and ten. Okay, who who's, can feel it pulling back? Yeah? When you started to get mouthy. All children at some stage or another get mouthy. Okay? It's part of the development phase of frustration. Can you feel that? And then if you just allow yourself now to feel the shame energy that sat there with it, where does it sit? Smack bang straight in the middle of the heart center. Okay, can you feel that? So, um, often as an example, you know, they, the connection or, or the interest in angel vibrations and things like that comes, comes up when we're moving through this, this frequency, okay, of accepting that, um, that frustration is normal, that it's not something to be ashamed of and that you're not pulling back. But you can feel that. There's more than half the room. I can feel it. Your, your solar plexus have, gone, have run off. <laughs> okay? It's run literally to the back. <laughs> it's, it's hiding almost in the spine. Some of you start getting backache any minute. Who's, get, who's got backache in the middle back? Yeah. Oh, so I saw a wa- hot water bottle a second ago. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so um, the tip within this is, uh, you know, as you feel that, that shame and you feel that push it pulling back is to go in after it and encourage it forward and say come on you don't have to hide you don't have to fix it 
but you don't have to let it hide. You don't have to let it pull, pull back and, and distance itself from you. That it starts to feel um, comfortable with coming forward. That it doesn't feel that it's going to be punished for coming forward. Okay? Which will be why you've got some of the components to do with um, confrontation. Okay? Does that make sense? So, um, rather than it push back, allow it to feel in encouraged that it's, it's okay for it to come forward. As soon as it's allowed to come forward, where it's not a shameful energy, you will start to move frustration quickly. Okay? Number four is rejection. Okay? So, for you, the, the fear of... Um, rejection is it's what it really is it's the fear of humiliation <coughs> okay um, rejection to you is is humiliation so absolutely um, as part of the mind management um, journey is that you will avoid often rejection at all costs <coughs> okay because it's about facing this ultimate energy that you don't want to face. You don't want to go into and the, any possibility of humiliation. Okay? Now, um, why is this such a strong energy? Uh, the reason for it is that guilt and shame, they are normal survival instincts. Okay? It ensures the survival of the tribe. So as an example, um, prehistoric man, if you didn't have guilt and shame as a hunter, you wouldn't have brought the food back. Okay? You would have consumed it and thought, oh, well, stuff the rest of you. You can find it yourself. <laughs> it's a survival instinct to, to have... Um, you know, the experience of, of guilt and shame. If you, though, you particularly, and some of you will do, come from, and I think I mentioned this in the last session, if some of you come from a, a narcissistic foundation, as in your background has um, uh, perhaps a parent who has narcissistic traits, which is they put their, put their needs over and above yours, it will mean that you will have an extra helping of guilt and shame because that was used as a tool to make you compliant. Okay, does that make sense? And, and sometimes that can pass through generations, that, that sort of lineage of, of behavior, because it's a learned survival instinct in, in certain setups. For you, uh, as an intuitive sensitive, you haven't accepted that, so you accepted yourself, perhaps, as um, full of guilt and shame. Okay, so the fear and the control um, mechanism used was the, the fear of humiliation. So if you didn't do as you were told, you were humiliated. Okay, who felt that perhaps that was their reality? Yeah, quite a few of you. So this is the reason, you know, people always wonder why someone is um, passive when they're faced with extreme aggression. It's because it's a survival instinct to remain passive when you are faced with extreme danger. Okay, you think you might not, 
But in actual fact, placed in that situation, nine times out of ten, you would find yourself going into a passive place, okay? Because you don't know um, when the, uh, the humiliation is coming, okay? Now, this again is a survival instinct, so this is why rejection is a, is a big thing to overcome, is that you <coughs> excuse me, have to be sure that if you are in, in the pack environment, um, in the leader environment, you have to be sure you can overpower the pack leader, okay, before you take them on. Because if you take them on and you don't defeat them, so to speak, you are humiliated and removed from the group. So it, it, it's you're, you're pushed out, okay? Now, many of these um, instincts are still prolific in how we behave, but they are outdated for modern society, Okay. You see this all the time in, in work environments, and you've probably been on the receiving end of them at some point or another, okay. which is that whole pack thing to try and push you out of the, of the group because you've brought something up that others are trying to um, defend as their porcelain vase. Okay. When you're not trying to be ag aggro, you're just trying to be helpful for something to change and move forward. Okay, because you can see the benefits of that, and you don't understand why they're behaving in an offensive manner. Okay, does that make sense? Um, so <coughs> I've put this in here because this is obviously relevant to some of you. <coughs> so for some of you, as a child, as the child self, what happens is um, the child, in terms of um, confrontation of the pack leader is obviously the pack leader when you're a child is uh, are your parents as in one or the other parent so confrontation is then to to risk humiliation or long-term rejection which as a child that is a big thing to risk because they're your source of food okay does that make sense so the survival instinct comes up where you're passive and then you absorb the guilt and the shame, which is why it's a big thing for your psyche to overcome. Okay? Does that make sense? It doesn't mean that you're um, incapable. It means that it's a big thing that you're working through. So what happens is the adult self, your adult self still perceives that risk. Okay? It still thinks that it's got that risk, that there is a possibility of starvation if you face something, okay, if you face the energy of rejection, even though it's part of the mind management journey, okay. So tip for number four is feel the rejection as though it's already happened, okay. That is um, one of the quickest routes through something. If you think that you're going, you think you want to change something and you think you're going to be rejected so you don't do it, imagine the rejection and take yourself through the whole emotion of it because it will break the fear, okay? And it takes you into that deeper um, connection in it and internal um, journey towards the self, okay? Does that make sense?
And it will definitely, definitely start to open up your intuitive self to new levels. So what we're starting to see and what we'll start to see in society over the next few years, um, more and more exposure. Okay, so more things are going to become exposed. There will be more chance of um, rejection within things that have been hidden. Okay, does that make sense? It will all come, start coming up to the surface where it's not um, something that people can control. We already know that as an example with the internet. You know, every time someone tries to shut something down, it pops up in, in a format that you can't control. It's very symbolic of what's happening in terms of the internal process. Okay? So number five. What's number five? Trust. Okay, so this is the process of what you're moving through. So trust is number five. Trust comes when we develop a relationship with our heartfelt values. Okay, these are not somebody else's values. These are our own values. And quite often, we don't actually know what our own values are because somebody else's have been entrenched into us. Okay, so um, as an example, if you think about, uh, when this happens to lots of people, if you think about maybe some of the career options that you, you utilized, were they your options? Or were they um, you know, th something that was perceived as good for you? in the original sense, and just using that as an example. Relationships. Is it something that, um, that is your choice, or is it something that's been part of a history, so that it's been manifest as that, that's been manifest as a particular history? Okay, does that make sense, yeah? Where things haven't worked out, was it your choice, or was it a historical choice? And why hasn't it worked out? Well, it hasn't worked out, perhaps because your internal world is changing, so your standard is higher. Okay, does that make sense? But you're trying to make it fit for a time, a period of time. So um, trust has a, a two-brain situation, okay? So how do we have that? We have a, a head brain and a heart brain. Okay, we know what the head brain is, it's like the gray thing. And that the heart actually has its own brain. I know that sounds a bit bizarre, but it, it has its own level of awareness. Okay, there's more and more evidence to suggest that. Um, so our head brain, how do we work through that? As in, you know, its resistance, etc., and the journey towards trust. We work through that with meditation. Okay. How do we work through the heart brain? We work through the heart brain's issues with feeling. And this is why I see a lot of the time, I see lots of instances where people have worked through the head brain stuff. And they think, well, why is this all occurring? I thought I'd already been through all this. I thought I'd solved all this. Blah, 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 blah. Why is all this happening? It's because the heart brain is having its clear out. Okay, so its heart brain is then firing everything up that, that's still sat in the body. It's just why it's so important that your journey is a combination of the head brain and the heart brain. Because when those two are working together, it develops trust. You haven't got any other option. Because what, what is the head brain and the heart brain communicating? Mm, intuition. What's the head brain operating independently of the heart brain? It becomes... Um, 
a logical process and, and slight kind of panic uh, orientation. What is the, the heart brain without the head brain? Um, someone who's overrun with feelings and emotions and, and uses an, an emo makes an emotional decision rather than um, a logical decision. Okay, does that make sense? That upon reflection wasn't a good idea. If they combine the two, they have intu intuition. Okay, so trust is the development of your intuitive self through the heart brain and the head brain working together. Okay, so as I say, the end result is that they unite, they work in unison. So, mind management tip number five is ask your intuition. So, when you're asking about something and you're practicing that, this is a you know something that you practice within your everyday world is ask your intuition to give you a joint head and heart answer. Okay, to something. So, you want to know the answer to something? Ask it to give it to you in a joint format, not just in the headspace. Okay? So if you think about something now that you would like the answer to, okay, so something in your life that you would like the answer to, okay? And maybe something that ha has caused you a level of frustration, has caused you a level of, you think you may have been in rejection over it or, or pushing it <coughs> excuse me pushing it to one side think of something that you would like to know the answer to okay so who's got something okay so Susan what what is it okay so moving forward with changing work so who else has got that kind of question okay quite a few of you Okay, so let's ask Susan what she thinks. So what does your head say? Head is fearful of, of the circumstances. The head questions, is it the right time because of the job market and goes into logical. Okay, so the head says, is this the right time because of, of the job conditions market and conditions? Is it suitable for me to make a change? What does the heart say? It feels it needs to be done for my, my own good. Okay. So the head says it's not possible, and the heart says it has to be possible. So there's a conflict. Okay. So if you think about the conflict, where does the conflict sit in the body? Right in the chest. Okay. So let yourself feel it. So the conflict sits in the chest. Now let the conflict communicate. Okay, so if the conflict is communicating, you would then have the communication between the head and the heart. Okay, but you won't let the, the communication happen. And the reason why Susan won't let the communication happen is because um, this feels to me that it's very much to do with um, conditioning. So it, we, it is going into the rejection from the, the tribe, the pack, which is it feels to me that um, it's 
if you were to go with making a change, it would be a, a change that's disapproved of <coughs> by your family unit. They would try and talk you out of it. And what it feels to me is that your system thinks it's too tired to go through another argument. Another justification for your, and this sounds really extreme, but another justification for your existence. Does that make sense? To feel valued in, in the physical world. What else do I have to go through in order to feel valued in this physical world? That's the frustration. So it's communicating its frustration. Okay? Does that make sense? So if you feel that, and if you feel that as a head and a heart communication, what does it say? <laughs> Don't worry, everyone else is going through the same feeling in their own body, going, oh, crap. Okay, and what happens if you put you first? Well, the rejection kicks in. Okay, so sit in the rejection. rejection your system's rejection says i'm used to this i'm used to rejection i feel rejection every single day i feel that my whole life is rejected i feel like a rejection i really don't feel acceptable i don't feel acceptable in my whole environment i never have felt acceptable i've um, experienced that in terms of my hurt but i've kind of put it to one side and the way i've put it to one side is through rebellion so i've uh, experience the fact that I'm, I feel hurt or avoided the fact that I feel hurt um, through the times that I have rebelled. And in order to feel um, less of the pain of feeling hurt, I rebel. Okay, does that make sense? So where have you rebelled? Oh, that sounds like someone's... I wasn't sure if that was a water canister. <laughs> Okay, okay, so rebelled by keeping busy. Who else has done that? If you're honest, okay. So let yourself feel that, and behind that, tucked behind that is the shame, okay. As you allow yourself to feel this, you can start to feel the head and the heart connecting, okay. Can you feel in your body it started to change, the energy started to change, it's not separated, okay. Let yourself feel it. It's starting to connect, um, starting to filter down from your head space, and it's, it's starting to filter up from your body space. Okay? Have you had um, back things going on? Yeah. Okay, you would do, because it's really lodged in your, in your back. Yes. And it's all about approval. And so it keeps switching um, for me and how I'm looking at this. It's switching from um, your father energy. It started off in your father energy, and now it's gone into your mother energy. It's sort of, will I be loved? If I'm myself, will I be loved? I can't be sure of that, so I don't 
encourage it and it, and now it's going into it, sort of feeling slightly shaky can you feel that in your body and it's going through to your hands do you get numbness in your hands yeah okay I can quite, they really lock up don't they uh, do they go cold okay so your whole hand will be numb this is what's going on and has it been happening more recently Right, okay, this is what it's trying to say. It's trying to talk to you. It's saying, you know, I, I, need, I need to talk to you. And it's more in this, in your left hand. Okay. So, uh, there's a whole bunch of someone, there's someone else over here gets it in, in terms of they go cold. They get cold. Who gets cold? We're over here. Right. Okay, yeah, it's cold. Okay, so... If you go back to it now, so if you go to the headspace, what does it say? If you go to the heart space, what does it say? So now does it feel safe? Okay. Okay, so if you then ask it to communicate what it's saying in the chest, what does it say? What, what is it unsafe about? The uncertainty with the trusting myself. Okay, it's to do with communicating your truth. Right, this is something that um, I'm going to get you all to do um, before I take you through a process. Right, so what I want you to do is turn around to the person next to you, and no one's going to the loo or anything like that. You sit on it, right? <laughs> there's no escaping. And there's no... La, 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 I pretend I'm busy. Um, what you're going to do is say to the person next to you, and, and if it feels right that it goes into threes, absolutely, great. Um, or if that, you know, that's how it pans out and, and how it should be, then that's how it should be. Um, what I want you to do... It's, and I will tell you when to stop, okay, is you are going to communicate to the person next to you your truth. And not from your head space, not from your heart space, just what feels like it wants to come forth from the combined efforts of the two, which feels more of an intuition. And if you think to yourself, well, I don't know what my truth is, then that's what you communicate. You say, I have no idea what my truth is. Um, but if I was to give it a go, it might be X, Y, Z. Okay, does that make sense? And um, the reason that you're going to do this is because it's part of, part of the, the healing for you of the, the rejection component that's sat in the body is to communicate um, what it feels where it knows it's not going to be attacked. Okay, so it then starts to develop the head brain and the heart brain um, talking to each other okay, so that the intuitive process becomes more automatic so the person who's sat next to you um, is one person's going to go first and then the other uh, so you go first, you know, first one, one's going to go first and then the other's going to go second um, I would kind of tell you when to swap over but if there's an, a natural kind of feel that you want to swap before that that's fine but I'll tell you when to swap over just to um, solve who's going first and who's going second because that will be you know a few seconds row um, 
the the one who who's really not sure of themselves will volunteer the other person to go first so that they can see whether they're doing it right. <laughs> okay. So it'll go back and forth for a second. So I'm going to say that the the person on the left is going first. Okay? For more great free content designed to support your purchase of my book, Highly Intuitive People, Seven Right Brain Traits to Change the Lives of Intuitive Sensitive People, please visit finallyfeelunderstood.com. There you can subscribe and download for free the meditation specific to today's episode. If you have already read the book, then it's time for you to receive exclusive access and support from me and your fellow intuitive sensitives as we go deeper together along this proven seven-step path by joining us in my monthly membership program called Heidi's Circle. There you can ask me anything in a safe and private environment and I will answer you live. Join us today by visiting healmyinnerworld.com 